I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Hello, friends. We're returning to you this week with another show. With a whole season. A whole season of a brand new show to us. An animated show. The first time we've done an animated show besides... I don't even... As I said it, I was like, what if? For some reason to me, what if does what not if count? What if we did what if? What if we already did what if? Then this and would be what our if I forgot? <laughs> then it would. Uh, but yes, we are covering season one of Harley Quinn this week. Um, and this was this is a different experience for us, but this was a good time. I quite enjoyed this. I enjoyed it while we were watching it. Oh, we'll have to, we'll have to get more into that. I just, well, I'll get into it right now. I just, like, when we weren't watching it, I wasn't like, oh, man, gotta, gotta tune back in to Harley Quinn. Gotta see my HQ. Yeah, nothing was, like, keeping me wanting to come back, but every time we'd put it on, I would find myself, like, laughing out loud. Yeah. Really funny lines. I think I would, I would probably have to say that I agree, Um, because, like, I mean, a lot of the other shows that we watch, superhero or not. If we're, like, hooked, then it's, like, we got to, every time we sit down and turn on the TV, we got to watch at least an episode of whatever it is. Unless it's something really heavy, like Yellow Jackets. But like, for example, we're watching Leverage right now. Rewatch for, for Molly. For any Leverage fans out there, you know, it's pretty addicting. So, like, every time we put on the TV, if we're, like, sitting down to watch something, we're going to watch a Leverage first. That's just, like, par for the course. But, yeah, I would say for Harley Quinn, it was, like, okay, well... Our episode's coming up where we're talking about it, so we gotta, like, wrap it up. We gotta get there. But, similarly, every time we we were watching it, I was like, this is great. I feel like it's very, like, sharply written. It had, like, a really good balance of tone where it wasn't always, like, bombastic, over-the-top shit. It managed to, like, level it out a little bit and, like, have some, like, genuinely, like, good emotional moments towards the end of the season where I was like, oh, like, okay, this show's not just, like, one no. I think it's also like really consistent with its tone, like um, especially like with the character of Harley Quinn of being like like we know she's a villain quote unquote, but she's likable and they explore like that with her character. Yeah, yeah. And they do a really good job of like drawing the distinctions between someone like Harley and like there's like the, the scale of... right. The dumb, dumb. Just the, yeah, just the dumbass Bane. But there's, like, this sliding scale of evil morality. And we see, like, where all these different people land on it. And I, I think it's just so funny. Like, I've never, I've never seen, like, you know, the Justice League and Batman and Gordon aside. It's just, like, the way that it handles Gotham, but also, like, just talking about, like, actual celebrities. Like, we got a Frankie Muniz cameo. That was incredible. Which was incredible. He and I have the same birthday. Amazing. I don't want to flex too hard on this. You flex a little bit. Let's see those muscles. Not the same year. Oh, okay. Well, still close. Um, yeah, I mean, they... I, the, watching this, it made me like wish I had better grasp of all of the different comics that they're pulling from because so often I was like, "Is this like how this character is typically portrayed in the comics? Or are they doing like their own fun thing?" 
I'm going to like totally with no, no evidence of this, just go ahead and say that like a lot of these are pretty unique interpretations of the characters. I mean, I don't even know like the first time Harley Quinn appeared in the Batman canon, but I think for a long time it was like, you know, she was pretty squarely with Joker and it was like kind of like a evil flirtation thing with Batman that she had going on. But like, even besides that, like the takes on like Gordon in this show being like, just like a pretty, pretty useless, like sad sack all the time. And Bane clearly just doing like a Tom Hardy impression and (laughs) everyone in the Legion of Doom thinks he's a loser. I think it's very much like played up for the tone of the show. But it all works really well. And, you know, you end up taking a character like Kite Man and making him more than just, like, a punchline in, like, one episode, which is definitely, like, all I thought he was really destined for. Um, I also, it made me appreciate the Birds of Prey movie more, too. Like, the start of this show and the start of that movie are very similar Mm -hmm. like them breaking up and wanting to establish herself as her own person and doesn't have like the protection of joker anymore like all of those similar themes and so just even though they had very different obviously versions and takes it just made me like the movie even more to be like yeah this is like consistent and it's good to see how they were able to do both of these things. Yeah. And all, like, you know, it did manage to do, in my opinion, like at least one thing better than the movie. And that was just the fact that they had, they had more time, you know, to like handle Harley's story. And also like they could use the Joker. And I thought like, you know, having her like go back to him, much to the chagrin of all of her like newfound friends, that was like really effective, you know, like a very like, obviously wild way to talk about it, but like anyone who has a friend that like has like self-destructive habits or like is like with somebody where you're like, you know, that's, that's no good. So like, why are you going back with them? I just thought that was like a very, uh, even keeled way to look at that relationship with the Joker of all people. So I thought it was cool that the show managed to do that. One of the characters where I wasn't sure if it was, like, supposed to be similar to the comics, which I think the answer is it's not, was Poison Ivy's character, Mm -hmm. Ivy, um, voiced by, like, Belle, who's incredible in this show, the character and, like, Belle. Absolutely, yeah. But... I was just like, is she supposed to, like, not be that evil? Because uh, my only real knowledge of Poison Ivy is from uh, Batman and Robin, which is incredible. And she's definitely evil, like, not redeemable, does love plants, um, which is consistent. (laughs) But I just like that she's like, yeah, I'm not evil. I'm, like, trying to protect the planet and, like, they're committing like terrorism against the climate. And I'm like, yeah, I see you. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a very, very chill version of poison Ivy. Like she doesn't like to use her bad, her bad breath, her like, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Like it's very much like eco terrorist vibes. I don't think that's typical poison Ivy. I mean, I played 
Batman Arkham Asylum a couple months ago. And, you know, like, it's not about that. Like, I'm not, I don't think she's usually concerned about how she comes off or that it, that she's, like, doing evil stuff. I think she just does evil stuff with her plans. I mean, anyone out there, please feel free to correct us if we're wrong. This is just complete conjecture. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I, I think this is very much, like, for the show. It's in service of this show. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, this Harley Quinn needed, like, a more chill person to, like, level her out. So that's what this Poison Ivy's doing. I I know that the Harley Quinn is, like, Harleen Quinzel. But I, I always thought that when I first knew about Harley Quinn, which was, like, probably in college, that someone, like, told me about this character... The only, like, thought I had was there's a character in the Val Kilmer, Kilmer, Batman Forever. It's, like, Dr. Chase, like, Meridian. And I thought that was... mm, Isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. But I thought that was supposed to be, um, like, Harley Quinn or something. I don't even know if Dr. Chase Meridian was, like, a comic character. I don't know, but, like, she's, like, a doctor that's a little bit, you know, could be unhinged at any moment. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's supposed to be, but that's how she comes across. I wonder if that was on the table. I kind of, and I'm sure, like, if I ever went back to our Batman episodes, probably talked about this. But there's not even a Joker in that movie. No, there's not. But I know that, like... I think. For the fifth movie that never got made, I think in some way they had like, considered bringing back the Joker somehow. And I want to say that like maybe Harley Quinn was connected. Who was going to be that Batman? I, I don't know. I Were they going to bring back Mike? <sighs> Keaton? I don't think so. I don't think he was Val? in the cards. I have no idea. I mean, I don't actually, think I was gonna Georgie was going to come back. No. I was almost going to say it was Nick Cage. That was Superman. Right. I know yeah. he he had a Superman <laughs> comic that was stolen from him allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Back to the show, Griff. Back to the show. Um, I just want to talk about how like genuinely like shitty of a person this version of the Joker is, and like that's not to say that like there's any version of the Joker that isn't, but like so typically our view of the Joker is just through, like, his encounters with Batman in the middle of big crime sprees, you know? Not a lot of talking outside of well, you the context can't. of this. Right, exactly. You can't spend too you much can't, time you with can't an humanize the Joker. character, yeah. So, like, you know, when we see him in Batman 89 or we see him in The Dark Knight, it's very much, like, the Batman-Joker dynamic. Did you just call Michael Keaton's Batman Batman 89? I did. Okay. Just for clarity. Sure. Um... I, I, you know, you don't really, yeah, you're not having like conversations and we're also not really seeing except for a little bit in the dark night, other villains talking to the Joker. You know, we have that scene with like him and two face, but it's very much like they're in character. They're both like, Whoa, crazy. But in this, he's like having like boring conversations with other villains. What about the killing joke? Um, well, I was just talking about like movies. I haven't seen the, the, I've read the killing joke, but even that's more like, it's just him like doing Joker shit. Yeah. And of course he's like, he's, he's doing horrible things, but this show like goes out of its way to be like, oh yeah, he's also just like super sexist. 
manipulative. Like, 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 of course he is. Like, of course he is. But it's it's so funny seeing it because it's just like such like boring evil. Like, we have so many people like that IRL who are not going on like massive murder sprees. They are just like racist, sexist bigots. And this Joker is just like casually just like a shitty person. And um, they go on to like talk about this so much about like, you know, where where the line is drawn for villains. And there's like this spectrum. And it reminds me of like there's like this DC Marvel crossover where the Joker is like teamed up with Red Skull up until he finds out that Red Skull is actually a Nazi. And Joker's like, I thought this was just like, you thought this was like cool imagery. And Red Skull's like, no, like I'm a Nazi. Like, I thought you knew that. And Joker was like, um, no. I don't fuck with Nazis. And he was like, I'm a, he's like, I'm a psychotic supervillain, but I'm an American psychotic supervillain and I don't work with Nazis. Which I just find fucking hilarious. I wish that was the proud American thing to say these days. <sighs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> Can't even get into that. Um, I really like the cast of characters we got in Arkham in yes. the first episode that we don't really get again. I thought that was going to be more of a thing, but then we do get our like regular cast, which is great. Right. But yes, that was... Especially Clayface. We love and Clayface. Shark we, Boy. we love King Shark. King Shark's my favorite out of the main crew. Um, no one's here for, for Dr. Psycho. Like, we need him. My note literally calls him Mr. Psycho. <laughs> like, we need him, but we don't like him. Yes, we don't. But his introduction is hilarious. I love it so That's much. I was really giggling at that episode. <laughs> like, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um... I'm kind of bouncing around. I did it's, take yeah. some notes, but I took notes like, by episode, but I'm not going by episode because I, I don't have enough to talk about for each one. I do like that. The similarities of this with the Bards of prey and that we get, you know, her leaving Joker and stuff, but why we don't have that much Harley Quinn. Why can't we get a proper origin story? Why can't we do, why didn't they do this show? Like, I get that. They're like, we don't want to do this like character where she's like, um, manipulated and abused by the Joker, but I feel like if they were gonna do this for multiple seasons, like this is season two, like let season one be her origin story. Like I want to see her as a doctor and like getting, um, like lost in the whole Joker spell. I, I think it would work better as a live action. Like I'm kind of. I get why Birds of Prey couldn't do it like that because they already had introduced her as Harley Quinn. Because Suicide Squad kind of had, I think a lot of it was cut, but. Yeah, I would, I would really like to see a, a live action because it would be so dark. Yeah, I do think it would be cool. I'm guessing like just for this show, they were like, we know like the tone that we want and we know that like if the crux of the story that they wanted to do was about her like breaking up with the Joker, right. then. But I also, I get what you're saying, and I, I do think that we, I think an adaptation of that would be welcome, because it is, like, a really cool story. Because I feel like everyone's, like, well, we already know what the origin story is. It's like, well, we already know what Spider-Man's and Superman's and Batman's is, and yet we continue to repeat well, their origin Well, now stories. we've stopped. For so, now. I mean, you know, we'll see what the new 
Superman movie is like, but like the last couple iterations of those, we've, right. we've stopped. But God forbid we do one female origin story. Well, you got a point there. Like most of them don't. Like we got Captain Marvel, which was an origin. They didn't bother with um, Black Widow. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Wonder Woman. We got kind of Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Ish. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, we did get Wonder Woman. And that's so much Hers in part to good. just like the, the ratio of male to female superhero properties, unfortunately. I think I'm most combative about the Black Widow lack of origin story. I mean, that was just handled very poorly. I know, but that's, I think that's what I'm getting at. And that's just one example. Yeah, for sure. I get that. And this one. Um, one other thing that I think when we watched this episode, it was before uh, James Gunn made his DC slate announcement. Sorry, we haven't covered that on the pod. We're not going to do an episode about it. But if you missed out somehow, uh, make sure to, to check in with, with Mr. James Gunn. He's got the whole... Uh, whatever they call it, chapter one of the DCU gods and monsters lineup announced. And part of that lineup is a Batman movie called the brave and the bold. And in that Batman movie is, is his son, Damian Wayne playing, <laughs> you know, who is one of the Robins. And in this, we get, I forgot that, about that yeah. already. <laughs> and that, that was, was funny. Uh, I believe in the episode where She's they end up fighting. On, yeah. And they're on live TV. Um, you know, and I, I I meant to mention this earlier when I was talking about Joker, but he, in the first episode, he like kills or has already killed Howie Mandel, <laughs> which I just like. <laughs> imagine being Howie Mandel and like watching this show and being like, uh. <laughs> I did enjoy the dating app bit for like trying to find a nemesis. Yes, that was really funny. Villainy dot evil having like a blog about all the villains. And we got a lot of King Shark who. I guess it's supposed to be, like, similar to the character in the Suicide Squad. Like, I know it's, like, a slightly different name, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the same that guy. Is, that's King Shark. And the Suicide Squad just did, like, a more, like, they, I guess he didn't want to commit fully to the to the talking shark. He, he committed a little bit. Like, he, he repeated some words, but he was not a conversationalist. <laughs> and this is, this is a much more um, socialized King Shark. Chill guy. Really enjoy his presence here. I would hang out with this King Shark. Yeah, he's a cool, he's like a chill bro, you know? Yeah, I felt really bad when he got his teeth ripped out. That was horrible. Yeah, sad, sad montage. think shark teeth grow bad? Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Um, you were, you were talking about the Joker, and I should have said this note then, but I really don't like this Joker. I know that we're not supposed to like him, but it's more than that. That's what I wrote in my notes. Well, I mean, I think that's part of, like, what I was saying was, like, it's not, like, this Joker goes beyond, it's not, like, comical, fun, evil. No, like, this guy's just, like, an asshole. And it's part of, like, it's partially because, like, the frame that we're seeing him in. It, like, you know, he's, like, we're seeing all the people that he's, like, brutally murdering, and he's, like, he's not very funny. And that's, like, the exactly. whole point is he's, like, lame, and he's just, like, forcing his whole career to, yeah. like, act like he's funny. Some other Jokers are actually funny. I and, think uh, we're yeah. over-inundated with him, too. Like, I think it would be, if we wanted, but, like, I'm saying I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say the opposite. Like, I think if it was a good Joker, 
good character Joker. Like he would be in it so infrequently that we'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a Joker episode. But I think the good thing about him being over inundated is it's not about him. Like we don't want to look forward to that character coming on screen. So it like works that it's like you as the audience aren't even supposed to like. Yeah, they want us to be like sick of his shit. And yeah. we're like, oh, can you just like fuck off? They but did no. a good job. Yeah, I agree. He like he just keeps coming back. You want to be like you want to wash your hands of him, but he's just like a, a nuisance. I also had this note that. I don't know if this is intentional, but I feel like Harley Quinn's, like, not that good. Like, she gets caught a lot. She's not. She's not. Like, is she like, supposed to be, like, I, good at her job? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, again, outside of, like, the Suicide Squad movies. Which she is very good in that. She's good in those. But, like. Like, she can really hold her own. She really doesn't need the Joker in those movies. Right. Or in that movie. Right. And this, I don't think she needs him, but, like, she definitely needs a lot of help. She needs a t- <laughs> Well, I mean, and a part of it, it, like, leans into that at the end of the day, like, she's literally just running around with a baseball bat. Like, that's that's it. Like, that, she doesn't have, like, a power set. Like, she's just, like, kind of crazy Neither and has a bat. Joker. Yeah, but the Joker's, like, I don't know. He's he like, has a crew. Right, he has a, he has a massive which crew. Which is what she has. Yeah. And this is definitely like a, this is a crew reliant universe. You know, even Batman's not working independently here. So like that's what we're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if she's typically like bad at her job. I think I'm guessing like a lot of the times she is because like, again, I'm going to keep talking about Arkham Asylum because that's like the most recent Batman thing that I've, played or watched that had her in it that wasn't the stuff that we've already talked about. Um, And in that game, she's, like, working for Joker, but she is, like, not very good. Like, she's, like, taunting Batman all the time, but I feel like as soon as, like, they run into each other in person for the first time, like, he beats her and, like, puts her in a cell. And I also think, similarly, like, the Joker kind of, like, throws her to the wolves as soon as she's, like, in over her head, which is very much in keeping with this Joker. Um, I really enjoy Lex Luthor's role in most like superhero things that he's always like the, the board president. Yeah. And he deals with the, um, C word situation. Yes, he does. And it's very funny. It's also Giancarlo Esposito voicing him. What? Yeah. Did I know that? I said it during one of the episodes. I don't think you were paying attention. Because I, I noticed it, like, in one of the later ones when Harley is, you know, technically been allowed into the... Well, not, no, technically about it. She's in the Legion of Doom, and he's talking a lot. And I was like, oh, his voice is sounding familiar to me. And lo and behold, it was him. And I like all the, like, think tank energy that's happening. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I've I've only ever watched one episode of the boys maybe two um but in that you know it's like very corporate right and they're all like sitting around in a boardroom and they're like you've been doing a good job you've been doing a terrible job and i'm like yeah this is just like the base stuff like (laughs) the goons having like their own like shitty cubicle floor and being like a stable that like bane can be like all right i need three people to go blow up this guy because he's been giving me the wrong slushies 
and getting stuck with that job. I think any time that superhero stuff like gets into the weeds in in that regard, like even when it's like in unintentional, it's still funny to me. Like in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they're like they have to make a reason why Sam Wilson doesn't have any money. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. so there was never a time when all the Avengers were there and being like, so are you stipend? going to, can, do we do direct deposit or it's just like, yeah, they gotta, they gotta eat somehow. They're not all making money hand over fist every day. I mean, even the daily planet has a paywall. I, that's my next note was I love the paywall bit. Um, and the, you can't fuck with Lois Lane. Like there's only one rule. Yep. Um, also the paywall for the daily planet doesn't include the crossword. Fucked up. I have that note too. Like what? How do you get the crossword? That's half the reason I subscribe to the Washington post is so I get the crossword. Yeah. Like, come on. That's absolutely ridiculous. Despicable. How do the citizens of Metropolis live like this? Lois Lane's working on it. <laughs> I do think that's... Kind of. This Batman is, like, so goofy. The Superman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This Batman is not goofy. He's Normal. boring. The Superman is very goofy. I, yeah, the, the Superman's whole, fun. The, the take on this whole Justice League is pretty much exactly what I expected. Although, like, I wasn't expecting... Like, I didn't note in the first episode where I was like, I wasn't thinking that we would be seeing Batman and Gordon, like, in the first episode. Like, I definitely was approaching it from, like, a Birds of Prey mindset where it's like, we're going to follow, like, this pocket of characters. But I'm like, no, of course. Like, they it's have free animated, reign. Yeah, yeah, they can do whatever they want. So, of course, we're going to get, like, everybody popping up. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes is the one where they go into Harley's brain. Yes. And it feels like an after-school special. It, like, this is how the brain works. And we're going to go through, like, these different parts. And, like, this is, like, what... Here's your museum manip- of memories. Yeah, I was like, this feels like uh, Miss Frizzle's taking us on a field trip into someone's brain. And I loved it. I can't believe they didn't make a magic school bus joke throughout this whole episode. I thought it was, like, too soon to also go into Ivy's. I was like, let's save that for season two, like, a, as a callback. Yeah. But we're, we're only, like, three episodes away from when we went into Harley's, but I still enjoyed that episode, too. It's fine. It's fine. And one of my favorite recurring bits, it's not even a bit, really. It's the whole Kite Man and Ivy romance happening in the background. Yeah. It's so funny and like, it, it like Kite Man is so so lame, but he's so genuine, you know. This earnest. Is, yeah, he, he is very earnest. Like this is a guy that, in his own words, just like went to REI and bought a kite, and was like, "I'm going to become a supervillain," and he lives like his shitty roommate. And wow, don't say anything about. Do you even remember his name? Ted. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but anyway, sorry that guy caught a stray, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, like, and he's he's made out to be like, oh, this guy's such a douche. And then it's like, no, he is just, like, super earnest and is, like, not taking it for granted that Poison Ivy is, like, willing to even, like, talk to him after they go on that, like, first date or whatever it was. And by the end of it, when everybody else except Harley, like, has caught on to it, I, I just think it's so funny because it's very earned. Because he does come in clutch. At One the time. One time. But he does one time, and he saved all of them. 
I feel like they could have gotten away. They could have killed the... The giant? The giant. They probably could have killed the giant, but hey, you never know. I also enjoyed the recurring character of Wanda Sykes. <laughs> I wish it stayed as a book. Yeah. I didn't enjoy when she murdered that whole f- family reunion. That no, was, was genuinely pretty devastating. It was devastating, but it was still kind of funny when they were like, Kill shit, you, like, you left one person alive and now they've become a superhero for revenge. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. She was funnier as a book because just the whole thing of her being like a tax code book. Right. And, and having a point. is so sad. And like the, the gingerbread man who was like on the streets. I'm like, what are we doing? I mean, she was like, I guess second, you know, the Joker became like the biggest threat, like at the end. But of before course. that, like she was like definitely a problem. I was worried. Yeah, I think we all were. Um, Another question of just like, is Harley normally like humanitarian? And I think the answer is no. But like in general, I think it's so hard to maintain a show of a bad guy. Oh, Especially yeah. Especially like a cart, like an like, animated show. I think this does like a better job of following, like at the end of the day, like they are villains, even though they're like fighting the Joker, but like they're not doing anything good, really. Like at the right. end, like Gotham's like in ruins, but like when we look at, we've talked about this for virtually every movie or show that we've watched that's claimed to be like following a villain like Black Adam or Venom, they all do the same thing, which is like turn them into anti-hero. So this could be moving more in the anti-hero direction as like we watch the next couple seasons. I don't know, but I definitely think it handles it better. Like they're not claiming to like be anything that they're not. And like, yes, but like stakes are low. Yeah. And I do think that's like a big part of it. And I actually just saw it because I was just on Wikipedia Harley Quinn, I thought she was around earlier. She wasn't introduced until she was brought in as Joker's sidekick on Batman, the animated series, the one that was, like, airing in the 90s. Um, so, like, you know, not not recent anymore, <laughs> 40 years ago, but certainly, like, not from, like, the original, original Batman lore. And I, I do think... I, I've seen a bit of the animated series and she was definitely more just like a Joker 2.0 than she is here. This is more of a deconstruction of a lot of these characters than right than a genuine like, you know, adaptation. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I just love how much everyone hates Bane. <laughs> I was so happy first when he was like doing the Tom Hardy voice. Because I was like, it's so easy just to like make that as a bit. But yeah, then it's like, he's just ultra lame. He has nothing going on. No one wants to work he's with him. He's trying to murder Todd. Yeah. Just like, or whatever his <laughs> name is. They don't even do that right. Like, just fantastic. Like, he doesn't course. work on one thing. Like, he's in the Legion of Doom, but like. Barely. barely. It was a political decision. That's what Lex said. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Because I could definitely, like, if the Joker ever interacted with Bane in the iterations that we got, for example, in the Christopher Nolan trilogy, I do think that that Joker would be like, you are not on my level. Right. You're just not. Of course (laughs) not. Like, what are you doing? The only episode I didn't really like, and it was towards the end, was the one where we go home to her family and her parents, like, try and murder her. 
So I, on like one hand, like I was like, oh, I definitely like, didn't like where it was in the series. Yeah. In terms of timing. I kind of wanted it to be like a genuine like thing with like her parents and stuff and like not have it be like, oh yeah, like everyone like wants to kill her, including her dad for some reason. But at the same time, um, I was like, this is like already so comedically over the top that like it, it just makes sense that like, and I also, you know, all that aside, we don't really get to see, no matter how it played out, the perspective of a supervillain's parents, you know, being disappointed and being like, oh shit, like our kid is a supervillain. We've seen superheroes' parents all the time. They usually die. But when's the last time we saw, like, I'm trying to think, I like Green Goblin in the Tobey Maguire movies? Wow, but even that, Harry, yeah. Like, and that's not the same, but like, I just thought this was very interesting. I, I probably could have done without them being like, okay, now we're going to kill you for it. But I was like, oh, yeah, like, we're the laughing stock of the town, and everywhere that we go, like, you're Harley Quinn's parents. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was interesting. And, I mean, honestly, the only notes that I actually took on that were the bits that I thought were very funny, which were one having the sitcom intro, and both of yes, the times that, was good. that <laughs> I think it's her dad both times is like, Jesus, that's an aggressive form of brain cancer. <laughs> and then when the other, like, that's an the grandpa like gets, stroke or something. it's like, the, that blood pressure's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is so lame, but I thought it was so funny. Um, and then we get like this re like not reoccurring, but like continuing saga of Ivy being captured and her uh, captor <laughs> being the school teacher that does the side job. That's so funny working for a scarecrow, just a just a chill goon. Yeah, just got, just got to make a little cheddar on the side. That's how yeah. it goes in Gotham. Um, so I like that we built towards something at yeah. the end there and it was all to bring down the the legion of doom in a way yeah i i genuinely think that like a very good job was done not having every episode feel like it's you know totally serialized like we did get to an end point where stuff was built up but each episode also felt like unique in its own way yeah i thought which i don't think that's particularly easy to do and you know, they managed to make it feel like when she kind of like folds and gets back with Joker that we're all like, no, God damn it. So when everybody else is like disappointed in her, it's like, you we're don't also disappointed. like you don't want her to be left alone. But also like when everybody else is like, you know, come on, like, what are you doing? Also, like, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. You're good. Raise your hand if you thought Poison Ivy really died. Me. I was really worried. I was also like. In my head, I was like, you know, I thought she was in, like, the new season that just came out, but, like, maybe I'm wrong. I thought they were going to go back in time. Yeah. I mean, DC has all kinds of crazy shit for bringing people back from the dead. Right. So nothing was nothing was out of uh, the realm of possibility. Only Howie Mandel really died. Correct. There's no bringing Howie back. He's toast. I mean, let's, let's hold our breath. Okay. Maybe. Um, I don't... I gotta say, there's I didn't like a, have any other notes actually. I have like a few like popping in here and there, um, just like really small bits that I really liked. One is that Harley Quinn is like a huge fan of Clive Cussler. I don't know who that is. He's like a he writes like dad books, or did he died a couple of years ago? Just like total like dad thrillers, <laughs> like makes sense. Very boilerplate stuff. And then I think it was Clayface. 
maybe talking about doing a fullest a full house oh. reboot called Fullest House. Yes. Where it's like I, the family's not getting bigger, the house gets smaller. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I fucking love this. My favorite joke is the Matt Damon Martian Golden Globes joke. <laughs> if I can find a, it, I'll put that Not many as a comedy or something. Yeah. Incredible. I'll put that as the quote at the beginning. I love that. Um, yeah, just really good jokes. Yeah, so many bits. It, like, a lot of one liners. Yeah. Like constant good one liners. Big fan. Uh, love that the harley quinn highway thing came back because like at first it's like oh yeah like that's like not off screen like in the first like episode or two she's like oh yeah like i took like i threatened the city with a nuclear bomb and made them like build a highway and name it after me and then we see it like 10 episodes later and it's basically like rainbow road from mario kart it's awesome it's fantastic and sigh turning into a car (laughs) yes Oh, but can't do that to get off the bean stuff. I guess it's not a do? flying drive car. off this and kill them all. I for some reason I thought it was a flying car. <laughs> I definitely thought he was just like dead after he turned into the car. I was like, how much does he? How much can he take? I also they talk a lot of shit on it, but like the mall is a cool layer, really okay? cool layer. I would that I want that to be my headquarters. Yeah. There's so much oh, space yeah. for activities, building shit, meetings. Capturing people. Yeah. You got you an abandoned storefront for everything. Yeah, you could do your bow and arrow practice, your bomb practice, whatever you got to practice. <laughs> so much practice. No, I love it. I'm a big fan. Practice uh, makes perfect. That would be my layer of choice. For sure. Fuck the Legion of Doom layer. Yeah. So lame. It looks small. It does. And puny. <laughs> Not like the mall. The mall mall. No, this is, this was, I I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I had heard good things about it, but I was like, oh, well, we're not really one for animated stuff, but this was good. I think, um, you know, we, we recently also watched the Flashpoint Paradox and I like this more, not only just because there's more here, like the Flashpoint Paradox was covering a lot of ground in like an hour and 15 minutes, but I think the comedic tone for me, like vibes better with, um, animated stuff personally you mean shows they're both animated yes yes like no i mean like i like comedic animated stuff Uh, more than like the serious animated stuff and i i enjoyed flashpoint paradox but i enjoyed this a lot more i'm very curious to see what's going to happen with the joker if he comes back he's definitely coming normal you know oh because he came out of the bat yeah and he had like a normal laugh and his skin wasn't white anymore. Oh, really? I didn't really notice that. Yeah, it goes from like the like cackle to just kind of someone be like. <laughs> oh, that's creepy, Griff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't laugh. Never I'll ne- laugh I'll never again. never laugh again. That was it. Uh, you're going to kill the joke. Boom, boom. Try not to laugh at that. Okay, good job. <laughs> 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 that was good and we are kind <laughs> <laughs> of like that no we've enjoyed this very much uh we got a lot of stuff on the calendar so who the hell knows when we'll do season two we'll get there eventually 
Um, but stay tuned. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. It's almost the two-year anniversary of this very podcast. And you can celebrate by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and sending us a little note to say hi and what you'd like us to cover next. That was an absolutely fantastic segue. And on that note, we are Out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.